0: Welcome back, my beautiful people. February 22nd, 2021, Dong City, episode number 44, a.k.a. Tom Glavin, a.k.a. in New York Radio, Tomas Glavin, as he was known around here. We got a lot of stuff for you guys today. Rob Martinez, Vince Mergandetti. What's going on, fellas?
1: Hanging in there, man. It's, it's Monday. This, is, this marks the first time that we will go back to weekly going forward, so I'm excited about that. How are you doing?
0: I am good now that I'm off mute. Things are well. Can't complain. Busy <laughs> as hell. Tax season. I have my Ken Griffey Jr. shirt. I had to rock the chains. Full Griffey gear. Backwards hat. I'm 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 all Griffied out today. Something tells me the Mariners are in the topics, baby. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to be getting to them. I have the Major League shirt. That should be a dead giveaway as to uh, what's going to happen at the end of this show. We have a lot to get to today, though. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of contract conversation, some COVID oh, yeah. numbers, of course, are two favorite topics, Henry. And, uh, and then we've got some transactions, a lot of drama in the last two weeks, um, specifically in New York, but also now we've got some on the West Coast, too. So we'll get Twitter over to fingers, that. fingers,
0: baby. Twitter fingers turn to trigger fingers.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some real uh, real shade being thrown around. So we're going to get to that. Let's jump right into Oh, and then, of course, the second half of this show... We're going to finally unveil the movie bracket. You guys yourselves voted on part of it. Um, I'm going to release the rest of it. Henry and Rob have no idea what is ranked where or what the matchups are. I'm the only one who has the the keys to that. So uh, we'll walk through that. We'll unveil it. And then we'll post the bracket um, at the end of the show. And we have some special guests, too, that we'll get to that you can expect the next couple weeks. So let's start here. Uh, And that's with some small numbers and we're going to jump into some big numbers. Small numbers, of course, are the COVID numbers. And uh, Rob, why don't you give us some details on what we're looking at here as we head into spring training?
2: Well, the first COVID uh, test results could come in uh, for spring training out of four hundred and four thousand three hundred thirty six tests were taken. And there were only hmm, nine, nine players that were tested positive <laughs> with four staff members. That's about a good...
0: Was that less like than 3%. 1%? 0.3%.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, no bubble either. Yeah. That's, a uh, nice,
0: that's a nice average uh, on our side.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm ready to skip over that. Do you have any closing thoughts, Henry? <laughs>
0: Fuck over. Let's go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. We're in good shape. Uh, now let's get to someone who's in even better shape and that's Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh my goodness. So uh, this has exploded a little bit in baseball life. That is, the how to evaluate this contract. Now, Henry, I remember you and I a few weeks ago when they were rumoring at a 300 plus million dollar contract, we both kind of like laughed it off and scoffed yeah. at it and then it became a reality. So, Rob, again, why don't you give us uh, the exact contract numbers? It's 14 years, 340 million with a 10 million sign on bonus. Is that right?
2: That's correct. Uh,
1: in,
0: in Spanish, it's called ICONO. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, I think we are in agreement that this, look, there's two ways to look at this. One is that this absolutely is the mistake by the Padres. I mean, I, this is, they're basically taking on 95% of the risk here. And it, it is a lower AAV, right? Like this is the 13 year, $330 million contract that the Phillies gave Harper. I get it. It's a lower AAV than if it wasn't a 14 year deal in this case, but at the same time, it's a 14 year deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy is going to be 35 when the contract ends and he still has to get through his entire 20s pretty much healthy and productive to justify those numbers, it almost never, it hasn't happened yet. (laughs) So it's tremendous risk for the Padres in exchange for like a, I don't know, 10, 15% uh, savings on his prime years.
0: I, I, I didn't like the deal from both perspectives. I think that this was leaving money on the table, but I get it. If you can get some guaranteed money now, you know, time value of money. I, I get it. Um, if I was him, I still would have probably played out, you know, my RB years and maybe give up a year or two in that kind of extension. The, you know, Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies kind of extension, but you, I mean, you almost can't fault him for agreeing to this, even though he's locked in for 14 years and he gets a no trade laws, by the way.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, cool. so yeah, he,
0: he controls everything in this situation We do give the Padres shit for giving out such a horrendous contract, but on the flip side, I want to give them kudos because we're always shitting on owners. We're always shitting on teams for not taking care of their own. They took care of their own. They traded for this kid, by the way. Don't forget, this was the uh, James Shields trade, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. Sorry, White Sox.
0: Although to be fair, he's making
1: more money than like every player on the White Sox combined. The White Sox
0: are (laughs) kicking themselves for this one. They got a nice loaded team, but imagine that team with Tatis on it. Yeah, You know, they traded for the kid. They believe in him. He's top five, top 10 players in baseball. He's young. He's exciting. He's everything you want in a franchise player. And and I will give them credit. They gave him the monster contract. They put it in front of him. They signed it. They could have went the cheap route and and just played it year to year. Let him play his rookie deal. Then let him play his obvious. I will give them the credit on. They put their mouth where the paper's at. They structured it a little differently, the way Sean pointed out in the the, earlier in in the group where his big years don't kick in until the Machado contract is off the books. I like that for them too. So I, I will give them kudos and, and props on on doing that because you don't see a lot of that happening.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as pointed out in the comments, this absolutely sets up Lindor for his payday. Um, won't, it's not an apples to apples thing, but it is the, by position. Yeah. Um This is a lesson to anyone who's new to this show. We will call you out and also praise you. I'm going to praise Sean, our total basis counterpart, because he is correct in what he's bringing up when he, uh, when he compares it to Acuna in that the, the front end of this contract is very comparable because a lot of people shit on Ronald for, (laughs) for uh, getting underpaid, but the back end of this contract exists at the tune of 216 million. That's what separates the two. But to your point, Henry, and if you're listening, Dean Glover, this is where I call you out uh, and you're not, but if you were, um, Padres are like the 21st biggest market <laughs> in baseball. And they now have two $300 plus million contracts. The same as the Yankees, by the way, who are the biggest market in baseball and the same as the Dodgers who are the second biggest market in baseball. So Anyone can do this, can do this, whether they're going to or not a different story. But the Padres are showing what you can do as a mid to small market um, by locking up Tatis for the rest of his life, because I highly doubt he's going to any sort of meaningful payday after this. And uh, and so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I mean, this is they're doing it right. The White Sox doing it a different way. The Braves doing it a different way. There are plenty of ways to skin a cat. Uh, and this is one of them. So absolute kudos to the Padres organization. And if you're a small market fan, these are the expectations you should have for your franchise when it's ready to compete. I can understand having a small payroll when it's not, but when that moment, when you ring that bell, this is how it should be done and you can have a sustainable contender. And I don't want to hear that you can't.
0: You know, it's funny. I remember a couple of years ago when the Padres were you know, giving big money to Eric Hosmer and then um, there was someone else they gave a pretty sizable contract to. We were all kind of saying like, eh, Seems a little too early for them to be going in, but every year since 2018, they've been doing the right thing. And that was one of the most exciting teams in baseball last year. So you know, who are we to criticize them? It, it looks like it's working. Every All their plans are working. All their prospects are panning out and they still have guys to come up, which is ridiculous to think about. You yeah. know, they have a lot of cheap, young, high ceiling talent that that's coming in the pipeline. So Padres could be a problem for a long time.
1: Yeah, it's um, you know, we'll we'll move on from that. We'll get to a, a player <laughs> where that contract's already I, I on will the opposite say, way.
0: To Chris Henry's point, he he is right. The fact that this deal is backloaded makes it a tremendous risk for the Padres because, you know, they could be handcuffed if he has a major injury or if his production just disappears.
1: Yes, in but they have figuratively and literally bought themselves a window. That's all you can ask. Um, and I don't think this is the year we'll get into playoff. We'll get into to playoff predictions on a later show, probably in about three weeks. But I don't, I don't think this is a changing of the guard in the NL West only because the Dodgers are so good. But this is a, you're right, hand, I, this seems going to be scary. <laughs> Whether it's this year, next year, or the year after, they are going to be scary. They, they have set themselves up and they've earned that. Um,
0: the good thing, like you look at the Yankees and you look at the Dodgers and their windows are a lot smaller. What benefits them is that they're in large markets and they have a shitload of money to correct mistakes and to buy talent. The Padres are going to be a problem for a really, really long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it could conceivably be seven to 10 years as I was opposed to a three to five year window. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and in that sense, Fine. <laughs> you know, we can talk about this contract all we want in the risk, but the Padres have done what you essentially have to do at some point.
0: Give me, give me a so, number for Lindor.
1: He's going to get over 300 for okay. sure. Because he's going to be, what, 27?
0: It's going to be 27.
1: 27. So he'll get that, you know, Mookie Betts got, got over 10 years. Machado got 10 years. Harper got 10-plus years. Stanton, and, and they were all between 24, 27 um, he's going to get the ten-year deal. I think ten years is probably exactly what he gets. And then you're looking at the AAV. The AAV will be higher than Tatis and probably lower than Betts. So you're probably looking in that thirty to low thirties. I if here's what I think. He's going to try and, and top Harper's total contract, which was three hundred thirty million, and he's going to get the ten-year deal. So you're probably looking at about ten years, three hundred thirty-five, three hundred forty million would be my guess.
0: 350 10 years is where I'm going
1: okay yeah wouldn't you know I (laughs) I had Cole at Strasburg's contract and then Strasburg got Cole's contract and then Cole went to some level I've never seen before
0: I got him three years at at, well let me let me preface this by saying if the Mets don't sign him that number could just be stupid because then you get into a bidding war with the Yankees the Mets the Dodgers, the teams with the deep pockets, start getting into a bidding war. Tatis is sitting there, possibly looking at a forty million AAV.
1: Yeah. Now you've got one thing that might work against him. You've got Seager, Story, and Correa in the same market. But yeah. to your point, I'm going to say between three thirty-five and four hundred is probably the sandbox he's playing yeah, in. I agree. If um, I had, to, if I had it, to
0: settle on a number. I'm going three fifty for ten.
1: Yeah. And our guy, Rob, noting Padres now at the third highest payroll. So they are truly going for it. Let's move on. Uh, Here's a guy who just signed a contract. It's not as much money as he thought he was going to get. That's uh, JT Real Muto. And he is now hurt. Nothing to panic about if you're a Phillies fan, which is where he re-signed. But it could be. I mean, it's a hand injury. We never like those. He's expected to miss a month, but be ready for opening day. Take it with a grain of salt. I've seen enough hand injuries. I've seen enough injuries in my lifetime in the last two years. As a Yankees fan, but I've seen enough hand injuries. Andy's a catcher, and we're right up against spring training. Yep. Maybe he's ready opening day. I would if you were a fantasy guy. That April could be rough. That's all I'm saying for real, I, I, I don't think you. he's done, but it's rough.
0: He's definitely not done. But like you said, is it his catching hand or his throwing hand?
1: Not sure. That's a good question.
0: Um, I will say that. I'm disappointed in you. There's a hand Why? job just sitting there waiting to happen. And you let to go. Oh, Why? Come I, on. I thought I pronounced
1: a white guy's name wrong, too. No, so I no.
0: <laughs> There's yeah. a hand job joke there. Come on. I'm disappointed yeah. in you. So you. That's, uh, he, hand he's job out with me. a hand job. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, it'll set them back a little bit. Um, I, I wasn't too high on the Phillies to begin with. I'm, I'm not a fan of what they did in the offseason, which is nothing. <laughs> they yeah. re-signed some people they did get uh, was it Chase Anderson they get
1: yeah the I fact, mean, the fact that you're not okay. sure it tells you all you need to know
0: yeah I mean look I still say he fucked up he should have been in a Mets uniform um, you know his, his agent did him wrong there he didn't get the money he's going to get and now he's hurt so yeah he's going to miss the first six weeks or so
1: yeah um, so I mean uh, to, again to your point Phillies to me are a best case scenario for them is third place in that, in yeah. that division. So it is the throwing hand. Throwing so, hand. uh, not great, Good work but, on. um, yeah. So, I mean, just a setback for them, but they were kind of already set back to begin with. So let's move that's over. It's also
0: the handheld signal with, so he could probably just, you know, get some some.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's going to cause some domestic issues for him as well,
0: but it's, we, a, uh, it's not a catching hand. So he, he should be okay.
1: Yeah. Um, so we'll see how it goes. First, second of a of a longer term contract for a catcher. So we'll see how it works out. But um, moving over to the West Coast, two smaller deals. I was actually kind of surprised by one, but Oakland doing Oakland things. They signed Mitch Moreland and Trevor Rosenthal, who are both just the most Oakland players I could possibly think of. And I don't know why I didn't have Rosenthal going to Oakland, but it makes perfect sense uh morland signed uh, rob remind me on the morland contract i know rosenthal kind of surprised me one million. 2.5 yeah so for morland to me that's a steal although he's been signing things that are shitty like that with the red Sox, so it's not that surprising rosenthal got 111 which is the same amount cory kluber got which kind of i mean i know rosenthal's coming off a Stronger season in that it existed, but that's kind of surprising to so, me. for a relief.
0: Let, let me show you why this makes a ton of sense for Oakland. You have 11 million for Rosenthal, right?
1: Yeah, well, have, it's one year, so it already right. makes sense. But
0: million, right then, you with well, that right there makes sense.
1: Yeah, and it's a
0: good deal for Rosenthal. He gets to just go back in the market next year and make a longer, you know, three to five year contract. So you have 11 for Rosenthal, then you have uh 2.5 for Moreland. So how much are we talking there? Come on, give me that math. 13.5. 13.5. Bum ass Chris Davis, who was traded, was making 16.75. Oh
1: no, yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good connection there.
0: So they they're actually saving money, improving two positions at once, and they're getting rid of Chris Davis's shitty ass contract. And by the way, Mitch Moreland versus Chris Davis, this is including his his monster 2018 season when he had like fucking 40 something home runs. Mitch Moreland still has a higher war, 2.2 to 1.6 the last three years. Mitch Moreland's a better player yeah, yeah. At, at a fraction of the cost. And you get a a, a well, reliever.
1: You know I like my Mitch Moreland because yeah. he's, a, uh, he's a defensive wizard at first, and I always defend my defensive wizards at first base. Uh, yeah. So he's going to he, give them that. He's a good That's defender. A ballpark, by the way, where you want a defensive wizard at first because that ball gets by them, you're never seeing it again with yeah. the foul territory out there.
0: Like these are two guys. Uh, I, I know uh, Melvin mentioned that they can be traded and I, I don't, I see Oakland competing, so I don't see them. But just from a value perspective, which is everything Oakland is about, it just makes a ton of sense.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and Mitch Moreland's probably not going to bat 247. So no. the, <laughs> Oakland can expect something new over there. But um. Yeah, and Rosenthal's only 30, which Rob just brought up in our in our little comments. So, uh, you know, he can be extended, he can be flipped, he can be part of a contender, which I, I'm right there with you, Henry. I see no reason Oakland's not competing this year. So, just overall, two smart moves for Oakland, um, which is a nice transition to another West Coast team who traditionally does not make smart moves, and this wasn't one of them, and that is Albert Pujols will officially – be retiring at the end of this year that is your boy Henry and Albert Pujols holds the distinct record one of two times I have been very burned on predictions one of them had to do with Pujols and that was thinking that he wasn't going to uh reach his home run milestone last year which he did and the other one was predicting, of course, no no hitters last year, which I took a bath on in in uh, baseball life. But so, was officially retiring. His wife announced it. Leads me to believe it's his wife dis- wife's yeah. decision. <laughs> that's what we've <laughs> he got here.
0: That's the, that's what you left out. His wife announced it. He didn't announce yeah. it. the team that didn't was, announce it. Not, his wife announced it.
1: Look, I'm Italian. You're Puerto Rican. We know exactly how that conversation went <laughs> in the household, and it was it was not a light one.
0: Yeah, it it, it started it like way. it started like this, you know. <laughs>
1: you want to see it home (laughs)
0: yeah
1: albert there's certain parts of your body that you need to keep intact the rest of your life and his wife just does not want to take any more risks
0: you guys who who've watched Dong city know my love affair for albert pujos he was one of the few players i did travel to multiple stadiums to watch ichiro being one uh griffey when i was younger um Trout is a guy I will travel to watch. Uh, but Pujols was a guy that I traveled to Pittsburgh. I traveled wherever he went. I went to watch him play. I, you know the story of, of just missing the foul ball. Uh, mm-hmm. My uncle never let, me let, never let me live that down ever, ever, ever. He's like, you travel to watch him. We're here. The ball. The uncle. <laughs> my uncle never let me live that down. Um, but I am sad to see Pujols go. He's aged properly. There's a lot of talk about a lot of players not aging the right way. Pujols has been hurt. He's been aging. You know, I'm, I'm going to give him a pass. I don't see any PED bullshit with him. Um, Pujols was, was a pleasure to watch everyone who watches Mike Trout and say, Oh, we've never seen anything like this. Doesn't remember Pujols his first 10 years.
1: I was going to say Pujols without a doubt, a top four hitter, I've probably ever seen in my lifetime, not counting Barry Bonds, um, <laughs> because you, you've got, you know, Trout, Pujols, and then you got Miguel Cabrera uh, and Manny Ramirez, probably. If you're my, talking to...
0: Yeah, my two right now would be Pujols and Manny for right-handed hitters. I yeah.
1: Trout yes, right. Manny. Yeah. Right. And and Trout will probably surpass him one day. But if you're talking fear, pure hitting, whatnot, Albert Pujols is an absolute run machine. He's got that home run he hit off Brad Lidge will live in infamy forever, <laughs> if you ever I mean, watch that highlight.
0: everything He killed his career.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pujols. I also have a similar foul ball story. The guy after him, who I don't even remember anymore. That's the only foul ball I ever caught in a. It was spring training, but by a professional team. So uh, I got I got the foul ball after Pujols, and I've seen him twice. Once was in that spring training game, and once was as a pinch hitter for the Angels, and he struck out. So those are my Pujols uh, live memories. But yeah, I mean, absolute legend.
0: Twenty plus times, and it was a pleasure every time. And there was a there was a point. I want to say it was. Oh, I can't remember, man. I wish my uncle was alive. He would remember. There was, I want to say, somewhere between 10 and 15. There was a streak of games that I went to that he would hit a home run every time I saw him. <laughs> That's it, was, sweet. It, it was a ridiculous streak. It was, it was at, at a minimum 10. I want to say yeah. close to 15, but it was at least 10, whether it was uh city field, uh, Shea Stadium, Pittsburgh, wherever I went, he had a, at least 10 games that I seen him hit a home run. And I would just, I would be a little kid, man.
1: Would you believe, Henry, that I have a perfect transition based on that? And that is that I have seen Brett Gardner (laughs) homer twice, which by (laughs) Brett Gardner standards is unbelievable to have said that I can witness that, but I've seen him homer twice. Once probably his most dramatic one at Wrigley uh, a few years ago, three-run homer in the ninth to win the game 3-2. And two was in Tampa in a loss, but... Uh, Brett Gardner, you're another one of your boys. This is like this has to be like the best two week span for you ever. But uh, Brett Gardner signs with the Yankees, much to my chagrin. And that's not the only Yankee news we had this week. <laughs> Domingo Herman having himself a rough two week period. Um, not not particularly being welcomed by his teammates. Zach Britton didn't have nice things to say. Uh, Herman he had some asshole. Instagram beat or Instagram drama. Aaron Britton was an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and uh Aaron Boone saying the usual tone-deaf dumb bullshit, and uh, that's where we are in Yankee Land right now. This will be a quick topic, we promise. But um Brett Gardner back with the Yankees. We have personally argued this ad nauseum, oh so I don't think we have to spend Look, if, too if, much time.
0: If these folks had an an insight into the private chats or or a group that Vince also admins, and it's a Yankee group where I'm just going head on with Vince to the point that I know the other admins are talking so much shit about me in their chat that I told yeah. them to tell them to suck my dick when you get a chat. Yeah,
1: and they absolutely were. Oh, I'm and sure they were. I think if anyone was witnessing us having this conversation, they would think we hate each other. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's look, we're, we're never going to agree on it. I think the general consensus here is that Brett Gardner is an excellent insurance policy um, he's better than anything the Yankees have as far as track record um, for the inevitable injuries, which we we're in agreement, by the way, that I I don't trust the Yankees health. So I get it. Where I disagree is that I think it's too much money for an insurance policy. I'd rather give other guys a shot at that insurance policy. And I don't trust the Yankees whatsoever to use Gardner appropriately, which would be as an insurance policy. Right. So that's so, where we disagree. So he,
0: here's the thing when, when, when you're debating something with someone, particularly on Facebook, you start with this argument. And then this argument slowly turns into like a completely different argument. So my stance has always been, this is an insurance policy. And I even posted the other day, Aaron, Aaron Judge, he missed 142 games. Aaron Hicks missed 146, Clint Frazier, 261 in the last three seasons. Brett Gardner has only missed 54 games in those three seasons. This dude is healthy. He's durable. Is he old? Yes. Is he toward the end of his career? Absolutely. Is he less productive? Yes. He's still a defensive plus guy. Borderline on plus league average, but he plays all yeah. three outfield positions. This guy's an insurance policy. Did we pay him too much? Maybe we paid him a million too much. But if you look at the going rate for outfielders with this kind of production, believe it or not, this is the going rate could we've gotten better deal probably he did get 2.5 on the buyout so what he, 6.5 basically this year is what he's getting yeah i we'll like see. the deal and it's mainly because we need insurance if you tell me judge is going to play 140 games if you tell me hicks is going to play 140 games you know what let let somebody let florio come up and ride the pine and get some at bats and let him you know patrol the outfield these guys always hurt we don't see them play they're not on the field enough to say we don't need a bread gardener
1: All valid points. I think what we what we concluded after about three separate arguments and probably like two and a half hours combined is that um, this really comes down to I hate Aaron Boone. And in turn, that makes me have to hate Brett Gardner because Brett Gardner will be a tool of incompetence by Aaron Boone. And that's what we'll just have to see if it pans out because we're not going to agree on how this plays out. I have my suspicions. Now, we'll see how we it goes. We both agree Boone is and, a
0: fucking idiot. We hate Boone. We don't like <laughs> Yeah. In game, we don't if like the way he speaks. He, we hate Boone. And I see your point. The way yeah. he can fuck it up or validate your concerns is by misusing Brett Gardner too much. Yeah. Just
1: watch Clint Frazier ride the bench after a two home run game. Watch Aaron Judge get two days off a week. I mean, well, you know, there's plenty of ways from it up. And if you're listening, if you're watching the show, uh, we will be sure to give you updates as the year goes on and on how this develops um, in the form of Boonheaded, Headed, which is a segment that we have every single week. On Dong City.
0: If it goes my way and he doesn't play as much and he's still productive, I'm going to have those guys come on the podcast so I can tell them to suck my dick in person.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There will be special guests who we will ambush with suck my dick threats.
0: We should should have a suck my dick segment.
1: (laughs) Well, this is another perfect segue into our next section. Everyone right now in New York is telling each other to suck their dicks because T. T. One Walker joins the Mets. That's that's a newsworthy update, which is a deal I really like. Yeah, two years, twenty million, uh, great deal for him. Considering he waited to the last possible second. Yeah. Jackie Bradley Jr. better pray he gets a deal like that, as he's still out there. Um, even though you, he was asking for sixty. Walker joins the Mets, which I love that deal, both for Walker and the Mets. I, I think it's a smart move for the Mets. Uh, they, they have caught on to what the Yankees know, what the Padres know, what the Dodgers know, which is you need to stack as many starters as you can if you're competing this year, because none of them are going to get through the season more than likely. There's going to be times when they have to just cut innings just because yeah. of how last season played out. So great move for the Mets. No problems there. Now, other Mets pitchers who exist, Marcus Stroman, Noah Syndergaard, in some sort of great Twitter war that I'm enjoying with my man, Trevor Bauer in this weird Dodgers Mets rivalry that I don't quite understand. Cause I don't understand why it exists to begin with, but they're in like a Royal rumble rumble on Twitter. And, uh, and I'm here for it. I, I like what's, what's happening so right now.
0: Marcus Stroman and Trevor Bauer are the same person. They're bullies. And <laughs> yeah. They're both bullies and they're both bitches. They both block people. They both can't take the heat when they get the heat and they both like to di- them talk shit. Me, I'm a Noah Syndergaard guy. I like Noah Syndergaard on Twitter. He's a fun follow. So if there's anybody in this trio of bullshit going on, I'm going to rock with Noah Syndergaard because he's a fun guy to watch and tweet. And he was being more playful. when Trevor Bauer got a little panties in a bunch.
1: Yeah, um, and, and that's something that Trevor Brower is prone to do on Twitter. Uh, I don't particularly love that about him, but I do love that he's very interactive on Twitter in general, and I also love other things about him. Um,
0: and, I, and, oh, by the way, my man Strowman, what are you doing with your hair, baby?
1: Him like, I just don't like at all. What
0: the fuck is going on, which I've always hated Strowman. I'm going to enjoy yeah. watching him get pounded. I'm going to enjoy telling the Mets fans, i tell you that was a bad deal from Jump.
1: The difference to me is that uh, Strowman is just oh Strowman's like Kevin Durant like he he'll he's not above like arguing with like some thirteen year old who's trolling him because he's like that yeah but Kevin Durant that's a different level to me
0: Kevin Durant is good though
1: (laughs) yeah well that that, yeah not comparing them as players in their sports just personality wise you can easily get into Durant's head you can easily get into Strowman's head Syndergaard and Bauer are a little more tactful about it they're a little more troll like right. Um, but they're in some kind of, if you haven't seen it, just go, go check it out. I can't really describe my, my it. My
0: favorite at was the, the press conference when a reporter asked him a question and he just brings up the Yankees out of nowhere.
1: Yes. Yes. About how, much which, was,
0: how it was fake. Which that Michael
1: Feldstein just brought up in the comment section. This I, guy loves bringing up the Yankees for no oh,
0: reason. No reason. There was no reason. It's like, Hey, Marcus, how's the weather? Well, the weather in Queens is better than it is in the Bronx because, you know, the way the Yankees control the weather in the Bronx, like, it's shit the fuck up. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fun. To... He is, like, kind of like your your stereotypical Mets fan in, like, human baseball form. Just, like, hey, what do you think of the Mets' chances this year? Well, we should probably win more games to the Yankees and we'll probably right. win the World Series before the Yankees do next. Like,
0: I guarantee okay, you question. Marcus Stroman wanted to be traded to the Yankees. There's without a doubt in my mind oh, yeah. that's where he wanted to go.
1: Completely believe that. Uh, as Rob points out about Walker, by the way, it, it was actually three years, 23 million, but they did that weird phantom third year buyout deal where the buyout uh, they lower the, the AAV.
0: Yeah. The buyout is the same amount as the AAV.
1: Yeah. So smart. again, kudos to the Mets. Yeah. I like those deals. I, I We won't do it for another 10 years, but I do like that other teams are doing it. That's Look, smart.
0: I'm going to say it. I said it last year. I was high on the Mets. I'm even higher on the Mets this year. I like what they're doing. I just, I wish they would have signed JT Riomuto. And I still think Jackie Bradley to that team is too
1: perfect not to happen. I could see JBJ uh, and I'm not a big role mind guy. So I guess in that sense, I agree on Riomuto too. But you can't knock the Mets. I've had a great, great off season. Absolutely. They didn't outside sign as many top line guys
0: outside of the front office and the coaches where everyone's getting accused of sexual harassment.
1: Well, minus all of their drama. That's very typical of the Mets and all of the Dick flashing. Yeah. They've had a really good winter, even without signing all of the superstars, everyone expected them to sign. So um, anyway, so uh, I, I, Speaking of dick flashing, I guess, let's go to our last segment here on baseball. And that is that the Mariner CEO has stepped down. We have a very nice graphic to summarize everything that he has done wrong. Um, among them, sexual harassment suits. Uh, I think he's probably gone on the racist end, the sexist end. He's done just about everything possible. Rob, mm-hmm. if you could pull up that graphic while we talk about it. Every
0: Capitol Hill box that needs to be, you know, anyone who went to Capitol Hill, he's checked all those boxes.
1: Yeah, it's pretty amazing just how incompetent he has been and in a very short span, too. So, Rob is on. Big, oh, it's disabled. You
2: gotta let me on.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we gotta gotta give Rob permission here.
2: All right, go ahead, Rob.
1: Um, This again is very Mariners like. Just they can't seem to get their shit out of Purgatory of Baseball. And this is just part of it. Uh, this is the COVID part, Rob. We got to get to the uh, your other tab over here.
0: Yeah, he's only had all time to work on. Fucking <laughs> Rob. <laughs> <laughs> there
1: we go. In oh, case you Pence. wanted a.
0: Oh, Mike Pence with the fly.
1: There... Oh, thought we had it for a second here. Um,
0: Our producer. Anyway, as Rob producer.
1: as Rob gets to this, yeah, on thin ice. We should add that the, uh, I mean, this is, this is what the Mariners do. You know, they don't seem to figure it out.
0: Yeah. He, he didn't even go on. I thought it was a, a press conference with, with, you know, uh, the media and it wasn't, it was like, you know, bullshit chat room and someone recorded the zoom and he was just talking all this shit about how they manipulate service time, um, you know, they offered Jared Kalanick a six year deal, which he turned down and then they subsequently sent them down the next day to manipulate a service time, which was a really shitty thing to do, by the way.
1: Yeah. And to acknowledge it and admit it, it's like, that's <laughs> yeah. another level. There we go. There we go. So yeah, so over the uh, 45 minute chat, I mean, that's not that long of a chat. Yeah, you think someone would have called him and been like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Kevin Mather disparages a Japanese player for not learning English, which is like already just totally tone deaf. Uh, And the Mariners have such a great relationship with Japanese players being in Seattle. And he still manages to screw that up. And then also obviously belittles a star prospect from the Dominican for his language skills. So I think there's a little more smoke to that fire when you have two different players from two different countries now um, that he's got issues with their English. Service time manipulation, which we talked about. I mean, look, every team does it. That's not exclusive to the Mariners. You don't admit it, especially as a CEO. That does. That's not like what you're not currying favor in the future with any sort of contract extensions. And this, by the way, is a massive amount of gasoline onto the fire right before a CBA. Yeah. I mean, players union can point to this and be like, we know it's happening. You've admitted it's happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. This needs to stop. They just lost a negotiating ploy.
0: I, I don't think there's any way the teams will be able to manipulate service time on a new CBA. It, no, it's,
1: it's, that's going to be public enemy number one.
0: How many guys have taken L's? You have too many Chris Bryants out there. You have you, you, they play with it too much. Yankees do it. Every team does it. it. You know what they're doing. They they've kept Andor. Andor has six years of control. Believe it or not,
1: six. Yeah, it's still technically a rookie. Yeah, um, you know, these
0: guys, they, they play with it, and and it's and but this particular guy's a piece of shit. He's racist. He's just an asshole. He's been accused of sexual harassment three times. He talks shit about you. And let's look at later. Yeah, it's, it's.
1: And how about this last part? That uh, typical, you see this from like meathead fans. You don't generally see it from a CEO. At least they don't admit it. The franchise's best player over the past decade was overpaid. Like this dude's generating you money in your business hand over fist because he's generating way more than he's getting paid. We know that as a fact, just that, you know, if you ever look at fan graphs and how much money players are actually worth based on what they're generating, these guys win every time. And And then he calls them overpaid. Like, dude, you have you have capitalized in capitalism more than like ninety nine point nine percent of the world, and you're calling players overpaid. It just it makes well, no sense.
0: We know he's a racist, but do we know if he was talking about Cano or King Felix?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna. Well, he call. Yeah, I'm not sure. It, it would
0: to me it would I'm gonna, have to be one. I'm gonna, of I'm gonna those guess two. it's
1: King Felix. Though.
0: It would have to be one huh? of those two guys.
1: Yeah. I'm thinking it's King Felix just based on track record. He was there a lot longer and dominant a lot longer in Seattle.
0: He's got um, He'll never get another job in MLB again.
1: Yeah, He's what an idiot. Climate. No, I agree with you. All right, Rob, you can take that down. Um, and yeah, Austin brings up a good point. <laughs> the, the Mariners are the reason no one's harder on the Angels. Yep. And uh, they happen to share a division. And the Mariners just happen to be slightly worse than the Angels. They haven't won a World Series this decade. They haven't made or this century. They haven't made the playoffs since before the Angels won the World Series. And though their their farm system is stacked now, which I'll give credit for, and I'll also give credit to the Mariners because he stepped down so quickly. But other than that, they're a complete mess, and they never seem to get their shit together, or have a competent GM, or have competent farm system.
0: It's sad because right now they are loaded.
1: Yeah. It's a terrible time to have this drama. Yeah, um, And the AL West, not for anything, is looking a little more vulnerable than it usually does. So Oakland is good, but they, you know, at best, they're as good as they were last year. They always seem to choke anyway. The Angels still aren't there yet. And the Astros, this is probably their last year before they have to do their own rebuild. And then Texas is somewhere out there. So it's a good time <laughs> to come together if you're Seattle and things like this don't help. So without further ado, (laughs) that does it for the baseball portion of this until right now when we get into the the movie baseball portion of this. um, As we've been teasing the last couple of weeks, as you guys have been voting here on the play-in bracket, we are going to attempt the unattemptable. We're going to figure out what the best baseball movie of all time is, and we're going to do it with your assistance, and we're going to do it in a very calculated way. So... I'll explain what we've done so far and what we plan to do in the future here. And uh, we're also gonna reveal the bracket itself and go through that basically like this is a selection show. So to give another background, we're having a 32 movie bracket. Um, 32 felt like the right number. We actually had 48 submissions of movies. All of them were included in some capacity. What I did was I took the top 28 of those 48. They automatically made it into this bracket the last four spots we put into that 20 movie plan, which concluded yesterday. And those top four are now part of this 32. So we have our full field. I have all of the matchups. Rob and Henry, the way the matchups were created, and for anyone listening, so you know how fair it is, matchups were based on seating, and seating was based on Rotten Tomatoes fan evaluations. So the fan rating decided the rankings. If there was a tie in the fan rating, which happened more than once, then the critic rating was the tiebreaker, of which no one had identical for both. So that's how the seedings are based.
0: What's the average age of these?
1: Well, it's Rotten Tomatoes. it could be any. That's why I did Rotten Tomatoes as opposed to like any specific website, because it's a presumably a pretty even demographic. Um, and I liked the the professionals essentially breaking up ties from the fans, but. That's how it was decided. So the best movies here may not necessarily be like the most popular ones, which I kind of like because it makes the matchups a little bit better. The way we're going to decide this going forward is next week, March 1st, and the week after March 8th, we're going to have a five-person panel. Five. um, Majority decides that matchup. So we're going to talk about every single matchup. We're going to go from 32 to 16 the first week, and then 16 to champion the second week. Obviously, to get to five, we have the three of us, and we have two special guests each week. The special guests, Austin Spiro and Ricky Velasquez, will be next week. And then 3-8, we have Jason Brooks of our wrestling podcast fame and Randy Hammond of our football podcast fame on 3-8. So, we're going to have a special guests. We're going to have five person panels for both shows, majority rules on this.
0: I enjoyed Ricky yesterday, by the way. Oh, yeah.
1: Ricky was great. Uh, not to throw any sort of shade because, unintended that way, Ricky has a little more experience uh, on this earth. And so, therefore, I like his perspective as far as evaluating <laughs> these movies because I don't want I'm it R- to Ricky skew younger. Ricky's old. You call him Ricky old. <laughs> Ricky's experienced, as we say in the industry. He is seasoned. Um, and I respect that about him. So, <laughs> I'm very excited to have Austin Ricky next week, Jason and Randy the week after that. Um, Without further ado, I have the bracket here. I'm not going to share it because it's complete. Let me tell you something, by the way, a little bit of event session. Getting a bracket for 32 teams on the internet where I can just have the names filled in and have the matchups generated was like next to impossible. You would think this is the easiest thing ever. It was next to impossible. It took well over an hour yesterday to do this.
0: I'm surprised you didn't just do it on Excel.
1: I am not an Excel guy and uh, did not care to do that, but I got it done. So the bracket's complete. I will have it sent out after the show, but let's go through here, the matchups. What I'm going to do is just go across uh, in bracket form. So we're going to start with number one, verse number 32. Do you guys want to take a stab at what the number one movie in this bracket is? Major League. No. No. Rob, do you have a guess?
2: Um, The natural, I'm thinking.
1: No. So the number one movie, as decided by fans of Rotten Tomatoes, with a 92% fan approval rating, was Long Gone, which is the top movie in this bracket that is the ultimate number one seed. Long Gone will face the fourth best option in our play-in, Which narrowly defeated Mr. Three Thousand, which I know was a Ricky. Ricky really wanted that movie to get in. It lost by one vote.
0: I was a fan of it, Uh,
1: and I, I, you know, I saw Mr. Three Thousand. I'll give it some kudos. I enjoyed it. Uh, I had no idea it had Roberto Clemente tie-ins, which was cool to know.
0: I will say, I, I, have never seen Uh, Wong Gong.
1: I, I haven't either. I'm gonna have to watch it this week. Um, especially as a top movie, like I need to give it its credence. It will go against a fun movie, though, and I say fun much begrudgingly because when you hear what this movie is, uh, you'll see why, and that is Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch sneaks into the movie bracket starring Jimmy Fallon, Drew Barrymore. It's a rom-com. It's about the Red Sox essentially beating the Yankees. Um, I I
2: personally refuse to watch that movie because –
1: (laughs) <laughs> saw it, and I don't remember the context of which I saw it, but I saw it. It actually was it was enjoyable as far as movies go. It's,
0: it's what not, I heard, yes, it's it's not bad. Movie. It's mm-hmm. not bad. Yeah,
1: so that's your one verse 32. So that, that's the, the biggest division we'll have here. Um, moving down, joining them in that bracket is the 16 verse 17 matchup, which this one, uh, one, one – classic and one that is actually very highly rated which i didn't expect also a classic but much older so we have number 16 for the love of the game we've all heard of that one of the one of the more popular ones i would say and it's going up against number 17 so this is the closest matchup take me out to the ball game and i think that personally is going to be a pretty tough matchup
0: i think for the love of the game got it yeah
1: interestingly for love of the game was a 75 rotten tomatoes take me out to the ball game was a 70 just to give you an idea how close that was take me out to the ball game's critic score was a 93
0: which i'm definitely not gonna like it
1: which was really high um yeah we'll get to some other ones that were that high but that's so that's going to be the matchup i'm very curious take me out to the ball game's older so i'm glad that ricky's joining us next week uh to discuss that (laughs) with us
0: Take me out to the ball game is like, what, the 50s, the 60s?
1: Frank Sinatra.
2: It sounds like the 50s or 60s. So maybe even yeah.
0: – Yeah, it's got to be the 50s then.
1: Frank Sinatra, I, I'm guessing the 50s. I haven't looked yet, but um,
0: – Gene Kelly, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. yeah I, my guess is the 50s. Mm-hmm.
1: So winner of those two are going to face each other in the next round. Below these, that yeah, in the bracket. Were these
0: critics old white men?
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that the majority of movie critics in general are old white men yeah, um, I mean. you'd be surprised though it's not it's not entirely uh, like that though there were some there's some there's some boppers in here okay. this next one coming in at the eight overall seed 42 mm-hmm. recent Jackie Robinson story Hell of a it's movie. gonna go it's gonna go against the 25 seed million dollar arm that's which was the I really enjoyed. It. the story of two Indian players, I believe, who got major league contracts.
0: Okay. That movie was underrated. That movie is really good.
1: Yeah. Yep. We'll see how that goes. Uh, forty-two, by the way, an eighty-five score. In case you were wondering, didn't need to look at the, the critic rating for that because it was pure eighty-five million dollar arm, not quite that good. Um, the then we get 42, to the last
0: surprise forty-two. What's that on this list?
1: You should have yeah, been. eight overall. You know what, though? When you hear about what the number nine one is, which is coming up right here, you'll be pretty satisfied with 42 being eight. Number nine, which for me, this is the George Mason of the tournament. I think it has a really good shot to do terrible things to this bracket, is Major League.
0: Of course. <laughs> number nine?
2: Of course. Number
1: nine seed is Major League. If we were doing it ones, twos through eights, it would be the top three seed. Uh, 84 by fans 83 by critics so we're pretty much agreement there but yeah comes in at number nine solid b movie according to uh fan reactions which we'll see how uh we'll see how everyone feels about that because this one i've done a movie bracket in the past with movies and major league won the whole thing which is why i think that i, uh, see,
0: I could see major league going pretty damn far yeah
1: it's going to be a tough one now this kind of breaks my heart and i'm hoping ricky again comes through for me here 24 seed, which is going to face in the first round. It happens every spring, which I've seen several times. It's an excellent movie. <laughs> it's very old. It's black and white. You guys should do your due diligence. Watch the movie. It's a really good movie. And uh, I have a fear because it's it got the worst possible first round matchup, but it's a really good movie. It deserves a better fate if it does lose. Uh, so that that's going to do it for that end of the bracket. So pretty pretty strong region
0: before Mm. we continue i will take this opportunity to say what i have been saying every time we talk about movies we need a roberto clemente biopic seriously
1: well you know we talked to your man Dwayne about that so it's in the works one day
0: Mm. we need it we need it we need it we need it
1: i have no doubt by the way if there was one unless it was just totally poorly made it would absolutely have been a top 28 movie yeah no doubt about it there's such a desire for a clemente movie i wonder
0: i wonder if Lindor can act
2: he's pretty they're, they're the same size. personable yeah the
0: same size so i could see it and
2: he's a switch hitter too so he, he can so it's not a
1: bad comp you, like in you, that you, sense,
0: you make Lindor the star of the movie. If assuming he can act, you make Lindor the star of the movie, you get all these fans. It's it's he's got,
2: he's the Other thing, too. I mean, and it's probably going to be easy for him anyway, but uh, he has to learn how to play right.
1: That's another thing. Camera, I guy. don't think I'll have any problem with that. If you can play shortstop yeah. the way Lindor does, you can play anywhere on that diamond, make it look good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Got camera angles. You got a WWE does it every time somebody gets hit, they go to a different angle.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, so that that's that region, uh, pretty good region. I don't think it's the toughest one, but I think it's a pretty good one. You've got major league in there, and obviously the top seed. Um, everyone seems to like for the love of the game in forty-two. So we'll see how that does. On to the next region. We start with the four seed. Absolute classic in my mind would have been a one seed if we didn't do one through thirty-two, which for bracket reasons we're not, uh, or we are. Sandlot, <laughs> number four.
2: Okay. Horse.
1: Strongest movie in this region. Mm-hmm. And it's going up against the play-in winner, which to me is another dark horse here, but it's going up against Sandlot, and that's Major League Two.
0: <laughs> no, nah, I think the Sandlot got that easily. For yeah, my money, true.
1: Major League Two is as good as Major League before, One, but I think that's can, a strong take.
0: Before we can say, did everyone's hero make it?
1: <laughs> everyone's hero, <laughs> I don't think did. Oh, yeah, no, it no. Yeah, it did not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to get your hopes up.
0: That movie it was so underrated. It's an animated movie about Babe Ruth's bat. Yes. It's awesome. I, me and my son watched it about over 100 times when he was younger, so it has a place in my heart. But that movie is the shit. If you have kids, everyone's hero, go watch it. All
1: right. Continue. I will say this. There are three movies specifically about the Yankees that made it into this tournament, uh, not counting – the one Frank Sinatra stars in, if you count a New Yorker as, uh, <laughs> as Yankee related, but there are three specific movies about the Yankees. That's not one of them, though. Um, so, Sandlot versus Major League two. That's your four versus twenty nine. Number thirteen, another movie I'm going to have to brush up on. Sugar coming in at a solid thirteen. It was the top of the fourteenth. Sugar. Let me tell you something: has a ninety two critic score,
0: but that's more that's of a, a documentary.
1: It it made the tourney. It got submissions too. Yeah uh that's gonna go up against the perfect game which i didn't know much about and then i researched it got panned by critics but as a better fan score um pretty interesting <laughs> pretty pretty have interesting what's that
0: have you seen sugar no you, you you're gonna like it i'm gonna
1: have to i already told melanie that this weekend i'm just watching baseball movies and uh this particular matchup i want to watch both if i can so, because it's a very intriguing thirteen versus twenty for me, I want to be. Prepared You'll
0: hate the minor leagues even more after watching. Uh,
1: very <laughs> difficult. Um, <laughs> number five, same same region, the natural, another heavy hitter. This would have been the top two seed. The natural yep. had an eighty-eight score by fans, um, and it's going up against number twenty-eight soul of the game. Mm. So, I don't think I've I think people. I know which way that matchup's going to go, but we'll. <laughs> you never know. So, uh, natural.
2: Man, I had the match I've seen, but
1: still so the yeah. game I haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, your number 12, a s- specific editor's note on this one, Bad News Bears, but the older version. So not Billy Bob, but the original. The good one. I, yes, ex- exactly. <laughs> That's how it was decided. I took the better of the Bad News Bears. How about this? The highest critic score of the entire bracket, Old School Bear News Bears. 97 by critics 80 by fans which is why it's the 12 seed 97 by critics it won a tiebreaker over sugar which was also an 80 and was the 92 by critics so those are two very acclaimed movies that come in as in the same uh region here as 13 and and 12 seeds mm. Go, going up against hardball number 21 that was, good. that was good so that's your left side of the bracket again
0: that's kind of tough matchup
1: Mm-hmm. yeah I, I would say so um and again you've got the natural on here you've got bad news Bears. you've got sandlot major league two this is a pretty good region too moving across the diamond here we get to the uh bottom half of the opposite side of the region your number three overall movie would have been a one seed 89 by fans 93 by critics one of your yankee movies pride of the yankees good movie Yep. And it's going up against something. This is going to be interesting. And I say this for two reasons. One is that Austin's one of our guests. We'll see how he feels about this movie. And two is that this uh, was one of the play in movies to make it coming in at 30 seed, but it's got a little nostalgic fan base with people my age Angels in the Outfield. So
0: mm. <laughs> that's, an that's an upset in the making. <laughs>
1: No. Reverse 30 and I think it's a lot closer than those seedings. That's so we're gonna,
0: I'm calling and I say it. that cuz
1: Angels a an Angels or Austin's Angels fan not because I think
0: That was, was the last team. time the Angels were good, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, That was you know right in that Wheelhouse the funny thing about these movies that came out in the 90s is that almost every time the Yankees were the archenemy including in that movie they play a role uh, and it's going up against pride of the Yankees so a nice <laughs> Nice irony there.
0: Yankees are always a villain.
1: Yeah. Moving down here, uh, we're gonna have another Yankee movie in here. Not what you think though, but before that, number number fourteen overall. This always confused me because it's the number in the movie title, eight men out coming in at fourteen. That is 79 score. Um, that's your 14 seed. It's going up against the number 19 seed damn yankees so not a not a movie necessarily in a good light about the yankees but it does heavily involve the yankees a I've, I've washington that. what's that
0: i've seen a movie called eight men out but it wasn't a baseball movie
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you'd say the same about damn yankees uh, <laughs> so- Damn Yankees, by the way, in case you're not familiar with it, really great plot. It's a Washington Senators fan who sells his soul in order for the Senators to beat the Yankees. That's how badly people wanted, needed to beat the Yankees back in the day when they just won all the time. that's
2: it, to me, is very like it, it needs to be talked about even more. It's one is really good, good, good movie.
1: Which one? which one, Eight Men Out or Damn Yankees?
2: <laughs> the, uh, the whole uh, black, I, the black I agree,
1: set. it was a good movie,
2: bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> by the way. Of course, Chris Flores tunes in right when we're getting to Eight Men Out, which I guess is a lot better than Eight Men In. But, uh, welcome, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> And Mike brings up uh, Mike Feldstein with the trivia tonight. Um, Angels in the outfield was filmed in Oakland Coliseum, which I find hysterical.
0: I Did not know that.
1: I didn't either. That's really good to know. Um, we're getting to here, so our six verse twenty seven matchup. <laughs> this is this to me is by the way the best region in terms of of uh, juggernauts here, and one of the reasons number six overall is Moneyball. Ooh. 86 by fans, 94 by critics. It's got some recency bias on its side. It's got Brad Pitt, which is my bias. Um, That's your number six. It's going up against number 27, Trouble with the Curve. Also recent, not quite as acclaimed but that's on, your first round. I'm run. on
0: a roll today because I heard money shot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> money shot right below damn Yankees, right below eight man out. Oh, this man. is your porn bracket oh, as well.
0: <laughs> the Dong City bracket for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Dong City sponsored. I wasn't kidding. Um, you got trouble with the curve 27 and then finishing out this region is Bull Durham number eleven? Bull Durham number eleven might have been one of the biggest surprises to me. Yeah, <laughs> raging Bull Durham, um, this an eighty-two is the overall. Bracket,
0: bro, I'm telling you.
1: <laughs> well, wait until he gets to the next one. Uh, it's got a double on touch turn it, but Bull Durham, I would have thought, could have been a one seed. It actually would have been a third, third seed. So kind of surprising. Look, While we're on the topic of.
0: Chris has her kids watching, and they want to know what that means. <laughs> I think well, she's referencing the money shot.
1: You got to keep listening to Dong City. You get these definitions after, Chris, after go, time. Chris, go
0: put on everyone's hero up for them and
1: call it a night. Yeah. Headphones time. Bull Durham up against Bingo Long, the number 22 seed. So whether you want to go with Bingo or you want to go with Long, it's it's uh, totally up to you yeah that's um,
0: just a porn bracket
1: <laughs> yeah admittedly i don't actually know a lot about bingo so that's another one I'm
0: i've never heard of it forget never seen yeah. it i've never
1: heard of it and it comes in as a 22 so it like comfortably made the tournament so i kind of feel bad about that it's uh a 68 by fans and 88 by critics so another movie that probably is good
0: have never mm. even heard of that movie
1: mm-hmm. here we go <laughs> she says i'm making them go out to play catch it also sounds like a porn. It's
0: a Richard um, Pryor movie, too. What's that? It's a Richard Pryor movie.
1: Hey, Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Oh, wow. It's, uh, it's legit. I, I just haven't watched it. Here's our third Yankee-esque movie. This was the number two overall movie in the bracket. Would have been a number one seed. And that is 61, which I
2: mean, yeah.
1: is a really strong movie. So I get it um billy crystal yep
0: you you know that there's no way these guys are gonna let a yankee movie win this tournament
1: so this is what i find fascinating about this matchup and i'm glad we don't have a cubs fan on for the first week uh and that's because it's going up against rookie of the year the number 31 seed which was your third play-in movie voted on here And I think that this matchup could actually be closer. I don't necessarily think Rookie of the Year is a favorite by any means, but again, two versus 31 could be interesting. I I don't think it'll be a sweep, put it that way. And I'm not necessarily picking any of us to pick Rookie of the Year. It's got a lot of fan support.
0: We have to let them know they should vote based on the movie itself.
1: Right. But I agree with you, Henry. I think these Yankee movies are going to have a tough time Rookie of the Year, by the way, only a 52 on Rotten Tomatoes, which kind of surprises me. I would have thought people my age alone would have had it in the 70s. Yeah, Um, that
2: movie movie was fun fun to watch. It was fun. Yeah,
1: 61, it made no sense whatsoever, but it was super fun to watch. Um, 61 by comparison and 90 on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's uh, that's what we're looking at discrepancy-wise. Right below that, your number 15, this is another really close matchup, your number 15 movie, Fear Strikes Out. Never which seen. uh came in at a solid 77 right below eight men out <laughs> and it's going up against the rookie your number 18 I some, movie
0: uh, some catching up to do i'm wondering how the hell i'm gonna do this
1: right uh, yeah there's a few in here there's probably like a, at least a handful in here that i've just never heard of so i need to research it for sure i want to do justice to this bracket a handful <laughs> yeah some might say a fistful i'm going with a handful there you go uh Fear strikes out versus the rookie. That's your 15 versus 18. The rookie, by the way, was tied with both "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" and "Damn Yankees" in terms of uh, in terms of fan rating, and then came in in the middle of those two in terms of critic rating. That's how we arrived at the seeding for it. We get into the next set, which is "Field of Dreams," coming in at seven, which is kind of surprising to me. I would have thought that would have been a one seed. At least um, a seed for me. Or yep. two. Yeah, Field of Dreams in 86 on Rotten Tomatoes, 87, according to fans, or according to critics. So it's actually solidly rated. And it goes up against number 26, which is the final season. Another one of those movies not many people have heard of, but has kind of that cult undertow to it. So we got to check that out if you haven't. And then your final matchup in this one. Just laughing already at, at the names um they have team. a league of their own okay. a league of their own nothing nothing weird about that that's your number 10 seed
0: bang the drum uh, story, right
1: no oh everybody wants some um <laughs> <laughs> is is your uh is your twenty three although to be fair that's the no that is really the name of the movie everybody wants some sixty eight eighty seven was there was the combo it actually tied with it that happens every spring and never bingo long
0: never heard of it
1: yeah gonna have to look and everybody wants them but it's going on the league of their own i think is gonna have another big following um and it really kind of crushes me that if it wins it's probably going up against field of dreams in the second round so we'll see how that goes um but yeah being, so those are
0: are an mlb by the way the, M, the field of dreams game
1: yeah yep Good point. I want, I don't think they make customized bats in Iowa, which kind of pisses me off because I wanted one. I've got one from Cooperstown. I got one from Louisville slugger museum. I wanted one from field of dreams. Doesn't look like it exists. So I have a problem with that. Um, But those are your matchups. So that is the entire bracket. Your number one seeds as a recap.
0: You were scaring me because I didn't think, I didn't hear you say a league of their own yet. And I was
2: like, don't tell me that didn't make
1: saving saving one of the best for last in my book. I was feeling um,
2: the way with Field of Dreams still. I was like, I haven't seen her Field of
1: Dreams yet. so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, they were there. Your 90-plus uh, your rankings were Long Gone 61, Pride of the Yankees. Those were your top three seeds. Or I'm sorry, just Long Gone and 61, the only two to break 90. Pride of the Yankees had an 89, along with Sandlot. So those were your top one seeds. The Love movies it. that just made it in, again, by playing Major League Two, Angels in the Outfield, Rookie of the Year, and mm-hmm. Fever Pitch.
0: Moneyball didn't make it. Yeah, Moneyball made it.
1: Yeah, I'm saying those were the playing ones to make it. Okay. 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 Yeah. Now, Moneyball. Moneyball was sixth overall.
2: Yeah, Moneyball top. Hold on. Movies the last ten years at least.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I have this saved. I will post it. Um, and I could actually share the screen if you want to look at it in all of its glory. While we wrap up here, let me get back to uh, screen here.
0: You can let the folks know why we're wrapping up a little early.
1: Yes. So we went on a little bit early. We're wrapping up a little bit early. There's a good reason for that. Here is, uh, can you guys see that? Yep. Okay. So here is baseball movie Goat. That's the name of our bracket, sponsored by Dong City. We can write in the winners, which I'm going to put Rob in charge of next week and the week after, because <laughs> I don't want to deal with it. Um, but these are your brackets. I mean, this is your bracket. These are your matchups. So you have the visual printer brackets.com little plug there.
0: Them, not this, yet.
1: Yes. So that is, <laughs> that's right. That's all. That's the only time we'll ever see it. Um, so that's your bracket. I'll release that onto baseball life. So you all have an idea of it. Um, March 1st, like I said, next week, a week from today, 7 p.m., back to our normal time, we will have Austin on and Ricky on. We'll have a five person panel. We want everyone in the comment section as much as possible to give our feedback because this is how I kind of envision it. I don't expect the five of us to have seen every single movie recently and have every single knowledge about it. So when it comes to movies like Bingo Long, um, we want fan interaction because you guys can push the tides in my mind you can convince me at least if you feel really strongly about a movie we're going to take that you know we're going to take that to heart so plead your cases make your cases for these movies we want that kind of uh, contribution we'll have the five person panel we'll have votes it's going to be very organized we're going to go from 32 to 16 because that's going to be 16 matchups in a week which i think will be plenty yeah. And then after that, we'll get to the championship, which is an additional 12 matchups um, to decide the champion. So in advance, we thank Austin and Ricky for joining us next week, two new guests to Dong City. And then Jason and Randy. Jason, also a new guest to Dong City. So we're uh, we're mixing it up. And then down the road, just so you guys know, um, March 15th, I fully anticipate more than likely our playoff prediction show. <laughs> I think that'll be a good time into spring training. It's a nice and uh, we'll make our divisional picks and, and stuff like that and probably have guests for that like we did last year so a lot to come here in March
0: we want some new um, guests so if you guys you know you want to be a guest reach out to one of us you know just let us know hey I'd like to be on the show talk about my team talk about my division you know we yeah. want to switch it up a little bit if you guys want to you're very interactive in the comment section don't be shy show your face on camera
1: yeah and Ricky, we'll tell you definitely feel free to contact us. We'll, uh, we'll chat more. You have a, a, a secondary idea for this sort of thing. It's great. This is the stuff we look for. So you guys can give us ideas if they're fun, if we think they're going to get traction, which we think this will. We'll absolutely take it up, Um, maybe not immediately, depending on what's happening in the baseball world, but definitely we'll consider it and try and do it down the line. So
0: this is um, how these things happen. Like we were in we were in our group chat talking and I don't even remember how it came up, but we said it's going to be March. Let's do a March Madness style baseball movie from a joke to reality. So here we are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of big things and and new ideas with the reason we went on 15 minutes early is so we can make sure we were off by eight o'clock. Um, if you have not tuned in yet to The Step Back, which is generally on on Wednesdays at our time, 7 p.m. Eastern, um, you definitely want to. It's, it's Jacob Moses and Leon Tompkins. They do a great job. Uh, just listen to them, actually, on their, their uh, most recent show. But they're on special tonight in seven minutes at 8 p.m. Eastern time with special guest Kenny Anderson, Former NBA player, Kenny Anderson. I believe former an- analyst, if not current analyst, Kenny Anderson. Yep.
0: Former net. Yep. So
1: uh, that's a big spot for them. We're excited to have Kenny into the Life Group podcast umbrella here. Another big guest that a show has been able to land. So we're excited about that. Um, but definitely tune in. Give those guys your support. Um, ask Kenny some questions. Don't let him off the hook too easy, but they're coming on here at 8 o'clock.
0: My Knicks Normally, fans, let him know the Knicks run tri-state area.
1: That's right. Yeah, we don't need any sort of Brooklyn truthers coming in. I know. Yeah, they've got three, three future Hall of Famers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, first place, whatever. No one cares. Knicks are the Knicks run that town. Um, but yeah, so they're coming on at eight o'clock. So definitely tune in to that. We're excited for them. And um, usually Tuesday is the Audible as well. So if you're going to tune in tomorrow hear Randy and Matt discuss football. It is their off season now. So we're hoping to get some of those football fans back for baseball season. That's how that works. We like to share you guys. But next week, like I said, we kick it off. <laughs> baseball bracket. The entire show will be about movies and baseball. Two of my favorite things. Yep. Yep. So join us next week um, and stay tuned for the step back coming up in six minutes right here on uh, in the life groups. You'll tune in in ball is life. They'll be live there. Jacob and Leon with Kenny Anderson. This yep. has been dong city. We will see you guys next week.
0: Dog city, bitches.